awesome right we're back again with another episode of lost in the lockdown um we are very close to the end of season two um today's episode is sos uh episode 19 of the second season as always i will keep it brief as the compare but i will pass over to scott for any trivia yep uh so as you say 19th episode of second season 44th overall uh we yeah we're like three episodes left are we before the end um um, i think so yeah not many not many not many it's under five i know that much um this was directed by eric lanyaville who i think directed an episode in season one but i can't remember which one it was it was just uh, one episode in season one um written by Stephen mader and leonard dick and it aired on 12th of April 2006 and also something that I, I haven't done in the last sort of like few recordings well over the last like 10 is actually mention like the, the viewership in terms of uh, their drop and I was mm-hmm. quite shocked to see that between Man of Science Man of Faith and this episode there was an 8 million viewership drop off <laughs> oh wow so I think Man of Science Man of Faith had over 23 million on its original air date and this one had just over 15 million so it's quite a and it's been like a steady de, steady decline basically from the <laughs> first one so no one was digging this season um, <laughs> uh, and yeah all the way to the end as well to the end of the season but um, yeah so this had 15 million viewers uh, and let's say air date 12 of April 2006 um, I, I okay so as you might have expected I don't. I've run out of rappers. I'm running out of rappers, and also with that, I'm running out of words that rhyme with rapper. <laughs> so I may have to look to retire. You know, the, the, the whole thing after after this, and find another shtick. But I have. <laughs> so, so we've we've had like four different, well, three different variations of, of this kind of stupid little game. But uh, I've got one more in this um, Marvel Extended DC Comics game show rapper birthday podcast quiz universe thing. <laughs> um, I, I'm going to send you you both uh, free pictures. Oh, so it's one okay. it's one of those ones on our Twitter chat, um, and I'll explain the game. <laughs> <laughs> John normally gets it straight away. He knows. He knows what my what my angle is. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm sending three individual photos yep. of a. Uh... <laughs> very good. Very good. Right. So I I am a fan. I am a fan. <laughs> okay. So for the for the benefit of the listener, of course, I've sent Tom and Jonathan a, uh, a three images of the Nile crocodile. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, the ga- the game this week, the quiz this week is how big is that snapper? <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> oh god! So yeah, we're really we're really really casting now. Um, this is bottom of the this barrel. Is, I know, I know. This is bad. I know that, that I, I. No, don't be daft. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I had like a big sort of. I had like five different species of crocodile, and I was going to ask you to guess which one was the lightest to the heaviest. But I thought, no, that's going to take too long. So let's just stick to one, and you guys just guess how how the biggest weight, the um, the biggest recorded weight of this 
species of crocodile. So I've given you three pictures to kind of get you thinking a bit. I don't know okay. if there are different age points of, of the of the crocodile, but I thought if I get you different angles and uh, yeah. different looks. So 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 what what are we doing this in in what's the metric? So it's I'm going in pounds because that's the only one I took down. In pounds. Right. Okay. Pounds. Uh, and I will give you a clue. Okay, so hound, just just set the set the parameters here. So I'm gonna give you ten pound either side. Okay. Um, and uh, it's over a thousand pound, which is the oh, average wow. the average weight they can go up to. And also to help you Jesus. out a bit, it can it can grow up to sixteen and a half feet in length. So it might help you a little more when you're guessing the the weight. Well, I'm not saying I've seen this out this crocodile, but you know when when we were on honeymoon and. Saw all the alligators at uh, Animal Kingdom up close. They are some scary beasts, yeah. man. They're huge. They're big fuckers. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, massive. I was, I was, kind of not surprised when I saw the weight of of this. I mean, already at a thousand pound, it's still a big fucker. But, um, mm. yeah. So you can have ten pound either side. Basically, you don't, you don't want to get tangled with one. <laughs> no, no, not not unless you no. frame a, a giant hunk of meat. To distract him. Over a thousand. So, a thousand pounds. I'm trying to work out what that is in stone, just because it's like every that's fourteen pounds for every stone. So, yes, yeah, so that's uh, like a hundred. No, a hundred. No, sev- seventy stone. Um. No. In stone, that's seven. Yeah, seventy-one stone. I will, I will also help you out a little bit more because it could be any number really over a thousand. It's less than two thousand pound. <laughs> so it's in the region. Okay, I will go and say um, fourteen hundred. Okay, I'm just gonna lock that into me, Chris Tower computer. <laughs> fourteen hundred. I won't phone a friend. Fourteen. <laughs> okay, let's go. Mm, higher or lower? <laughs> it's not the right game. <laughs> uh, ooh, okay, fourteen hundred. Let's go. Let's. Go, I'm gonna go the sort of opposite direction. You said less than two thousand, so I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say seven. No, mm, eighteen hundred. Eighteen hundred. Okay. So, the the on average, these species can grow up to sixteen and a half feet, as I said, which is five meters. And <laughs> this, actually, I think, oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> okay, you know what's happened here, <laughs> right? So, so okay, I'll tell you the answer. The answer is sixteen hundred fifty pounds, right? Oof. Okay. The the problem is, is that I think you're you're both. You're both in the same region in, in terms of you're both 150 pound yeah. out, so you, so you both win. <laughs> <laughs> so well done. So yeah, 1650 pounds is its top sort of weight, and uh, just for comparison, that's about three Yokozunas for wrestling fans. Um, <laughs> oh, wow. So yeah, well done. You seriously, seriously though, what do they do with all that weight? <laughs> I don't know because they've got tiny legs, didn't they? So they must be a bitch to walk around. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, they spend most of the. They literally look so flat and fat just, when they're laid out. 
they just let the current take them along, but, don't they? Yeah. You know, and they're, but they're very quick, aren't they? Like, the... but but I was going to say they can be really fast yeah. as yeah. well because we I'm sure we saw them or they put some food in or something and like they're so agile and fast. It's like they must conserve so much energy, and then when they need to use it, i.e., catch a, a deer or a stag or something, they'll, they'll just fucking let yeah. it rip. Well, this I'm pretty sure as well. They sleep with their eyes open as well, so you can never tell if they're actually awake or huh. they can see oh, you. That's terrifying. Which is, <laughs> I know. I'm pretty sure that's what they said at Animal Kingdom. I learned a lot about the animals there. <laughs> you met a human who sees the their eyes scary... open, though. The... That'd be funny. You just think they might be dead. It's a bit, it's a bit worrying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's an episode of Shit's Creek where Myra's asleep with her eyes open and she's just snoring. <laughs> <laughs> Swinging bells, yeah. Um, It's funny actually because in Orlando, obviously, with it being such a um, tropical climate, that I mean, we never saw any, but it's very common for them to just chill on the freeway, you know, in the swamps and stuff. Yeah, I remember seeing all those videos of them like walking on the golf courses and everything, and they're massive. (laughs) Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They just chill, and it's such a common thing over there, obviously, because you know, you know, to them. A crocodile on your golf course is oh, it's a cat in the garden kind of thing <laughs> over here. <laughs> just, could you imagine like the biggest fucking crocodile walking across your garden? You're like shit. Fucking next door's crocodile's broken in again. So <laughs> oh, for God's sake, get the bring the cat in. Love. <laughs> fucking next door's crocs in again. <laughs> but yeah, it's just so weird how like they they just chill in the in the ditches on the freeway because it's such a warm climate and. Everyone's like, oh, look, it's a gator. And you're like, <laughs> shouldn't we run away? <laughs> what do we do? <laughs> anyway, well, thank you for that wonderful bit of trivia. Um, I look forward to seeing what the next shtick is. Yeah, don't, <laughs> don't, don't, I, don't get your hopes up. <laughs> I'm not getting my hopes up, but we do retire the name that or we've, what's the age of that. We've had six so far. We've had how old is that rapper? We've had how old is that rapper? How much is that rapper? Um, how much is that crapper? How much is that flapper girl <laughs> costume? Mm-hmm. And now, how big is that snapper? So, uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I yeah, I, I can do half rhymes, but it's it's just <laughs> I know, these are terrible. These are terrible. But no, I like them. Keep going. I think they're great. I like them too. <laughs> I think they're great too. <laughs> I was just I was, when I was doing it, I was just kind of sorry, go on. sorry. I was just I was just like doing this earlier. But I was thinking, this is so bad now. It was quite funny the first like ten times. It was really funny <laughs> about these old rappers, and now I'm just how much is that fucking snapper? Like, come on. <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. I love it. Okay. Um, okay, we'll move on to uh, John with any guest stars this week. Uh, yes, we have uh, a guest star who I believe we haven't seen before. Um, also, do, because it's a, it's a Rose and um, Bernard, not Bernard, Bernard, that's how they say it in this show. Um, I was going to just mention... Aaron, Aaron. And, and Aaron, yeah. <laughs> uh, L. Scott Caldwell, who obviously plays Rose. Um, she has been in a lot of single episodes of various shows. Um, but the, the, the thing that stood out to me most recently was the Netflix um, Sabrina series, the Chilling, episode, the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Is that what it's called? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've not watched uh, any of that. No, neither have I. But apparently she's in we... about half a dozen episodes of it. 
that's the most recent thing I could find. We for watched her. two episodes and got bored. Oh really? I, w- I was not a fan, and I know, and I know. <laughs> I guess this is I don't know. I'm just of the you know I like Salem talking and making jokes mm-hmm. kind of thing. But then I realised that this is like a fairly comic accurate version of Sabrina, and I just didn't right, like okay. it. I preferred the silly, the sillier version. Yeah, but, I mean, like I don't know. I didn't even know there was um, like a something that Sabrina was based off. I just thought it was the TV show, you know, the the, the one from the nineties. Same. So that was a surprise That's to me. Archie comics, isn't it? Oh, is it? Oh, right. Okay, I didn't know that. It's the same world as Riverdale, so they, oh, really? they were okay. going to cross over at one point. Weirdly, uh, but yeah, that she's in. She's in four episodes of that, yeah. and she's also in um, an episode of Brooklyn Nine Nine, and she is Raymond Holt's mother. Yes, <laughs> of course. Nine 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 of Laverne. <laughs> oh, yes, La- Laverne, Laverne, Holt. Laverne Holt. That's right. Um, but she's only in one episode of that as well. Um, but I thought that was quite good because <laughs> I do, I do love a bit of Nine Nine. Um, and there's a big up the nine nine. Yeah, exactly. And there's a, a, a sort of small lost um, trivia with one of the films that she's been in. She she had a bit part in the Fugitive, uh, the nineteen ninety three ninety four film with Harrison Ford. Uh, but she's in that with uh, the actor who plays Doctor Arts as well. <laughs> He's in that too. Um, I don't know if they, I don't know what if they, they share any scenes, but um, according to Wikipedia, they're both in the same film. Um, which I thought was quite good. Oh, um, no, Dan- good. Daniel Roebuck is the name of the, the fellow who plays arts. Uh, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. But the, but um, the other... I haven't seen that film in ages. No. Yeah. Film. It's a great film. I bet you it holds up. I haven't seen it in ages, but I bet it's still really, really good. Agreed. Um, and the, uh, yeah, exactly. Um, uh, the, the other actor in this episode plays um, somebody called Isaac... Um, he is who we dis- we discovered in this episode is the faith healer um, in inverted commas, and um, he's played <laughs> by an actor called Wayne Pygram, I think Pygram Pygram. I'm not sure how you would say it. Uh, who is perhaps most known for playing Scorpius in Farscape? Yes, uh, I recognise him at first because he's yeah. very heavy in Farscape, but I remember yeah. being terrifying the way he looks in that in that show. Yeah, it, it really is. Uh, that's one show that I sort of... I, I know I didn't see all of, but I remember I watched a good chunk of because it was one of those ones that was on at like 6 o'clock or half 6 on a Tuesday yes. night, so I was normally eating my dinner and I was watching Farscape. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I can't say I ever watched it, but wasn't it like... Um like all the puppets were done by like the Jim Henson company yeah. and stuff like that? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. By all accounts, like it has an absolute army of fans. Um, I haven't gone back to watch it. Um, I don't. Again, I don't know how that holds up, but uh, people love it. Uh, so maybe, maybe I should try it at some point. But I've got enough to rewatch. I'm not going to watch Farscape anytime soon. <laughs> but uh, you know, he's in that, so he's he's in that for most of the episodes of that show, and uh, he also has a. Very, very brief part in uh, Revenge of the Sith. Uh, yes. He plays um, the younger Peter Cushing as um, <laughs> Grand Moff Tarkin. But very, very far away, so you can't tell it's heavy makeup. It's just. And very much at the end of that film. Right as well. at the end, yeah. It's not, um, it's yeah. not like um, you're a. Uh, uh, he doesn't even one. have a speaking role, does he? He just kind of walks 
past the camera or walks off he, yeah. camera. Yeah, he walks up when Vader goes to the bridge on the Star Destroyer. That's yeah. right. Um, that's right. Yeah, that's the way you meant to do. That's the way you should do a cameo of an old character. Just have him kind of not in focus in the background. Yeah. If you're perfect. If you're going to bring up the Rogue One debacle, <laughs> I'm with you on that. I liked having him in there, but I thought, why not just have an actor w- without makeup? Just playing the young Peter mm-hmm. Cushing character. Why did you have to put his face on the actor's face? It's it's creepy and weird. <laughs> yep. Yep. Same with the layer camera. One of the, the many things I don't like about that film. <clears throat> with oh god, yep. I will sing till the cows come home about how bad that is. Yeah. <laughs> it's a shame because a lot of that film, especially the last third of that film, is actually really entertaining. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's bits of it that I really like. Like my man Mads is the builder of the Death Star. I mean, that just doesn't get cooler <laughs> than that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, he did. He got wasted on that film. Quite a lot of it. He, got, he was really wasted. Oh, that's the problem. That's the problem. He's kind of with horribly him. Like, miscast really... as well, I think. But, he, but mm. he's still a great actor. That's the thing. I thought they could have done a lot more with him. Um, yeah, I just think all of that film, knowing the production problems with it, you, you see it in the final product. I think anyway. And, yes. Yeah. Um, it, it's very much two films in smacked into one. <laughs> And for for me, the coolest bit comes right at the end with Vader, and it wasn't even in the original script. No, I was so about to say. <laughs> I think says it all for me. <laughs> really, I wasn't a fan, unfortunately. I will go on record now and say I preferred Solo. You know the anthology films. Oh, okay. So, shoot me in the face if you must. <laughs> <laughs> They're all few and far between anyway. Those those offshoots, the the new ones is. I don't know. I think as as the years go on, they'll, they'll kind of be uh, they'll be less um, favoured. Yeah. I reckon you can't you can't you kind of feel like if they'd have just waited a few years, there'd have been a series on Disney Plus, <laughs> which is especially so. Yeah, they're probably. They're, I mean, they're doing the one with Lando, aren't they? With uh, Donald Glover. So uh, he's not confirmed though. They've not confirmed which version of Lando they're doing. Oh please, don't bring Billy D back to to do a fucking series. <laughs> oh, God, it just—I be... would, I would, not, I would not put it past them. <laughs> he just be sitting down. He can't walk, the poor guy. I mean, he... I know, I know. What do they, what do they expect him to do? Do fucking acrobats like Christopher Lee did in Revenge of the Sith? I mean, uh... <laughs> <laughs> imagine it. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I'm pretty sure they've not confirmed which version of said character it's going to be oh, but, but I, I think they're just going to be approaching that now like the the series formats because it seems to have worked it's worked for um obviously Mandalorian and they've got the Obi-Wan one coming as well so yeah that's that started filming as yeah, well yeah so. the easy wins I reckon absolutely anyway sorry about that bit of a segue into Star Trek <laughs> 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 Right. Anybody else, John? Uh, no, as far as cam- uh, cameos, that's the word. As far as uh, guest stars go, that's that's pretty much it for this episode. Cool beans. Right. Let's get into the <clears throat> meat and potatoes then. So this is SOS episode nineteen. So as always, we will do flashbacks first, and then we'll go to on island events. Um, there are a couple of things uh, happening all at once in this one. Um, we've got. An on-beach scenario, or a selection of characters on the beach. And then there's a bit in the hatch as well. Um, and obviously we have the flashbacks. 
So, um, as John has already alluded to, um, the flashbacks center around, obviously, uh, Bernard and Rose, and I guess a journey to see a faith healer. Um, but we'll build up to that. So, you see Bernard and Rose meeting for the first time. She, um, he helps her get her car out from the snow, which is a very gentlemanly thing to do. She's initially reluctant to take his help, but they free the car, and uh, she offers. I think she offers to buy him a cup of coffee as a thank you, which is how all good romances start. He, he falls <laughs> over. He falls over in the uh, in the conflict as well, which I thought was quite comical. Yeah, it was quite good. But all all good relationships begin over a cup of coffee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then one of the the next flashback. I'm assuming we're, we're obviously jumping ahead in time. They are together, and they're they're lunching, and with a view of Niagara Falls, um, and he proposes to Rose. I think he start. He says that they fell into this rhythm. I think that's the quote. Um, yeah. She doesn't give an answer, but she says she's terminally ill with cancer, mm-hmm. and she's got a year left to live, maybe a bit longer. And Bernard, nevertheless, states he wants to do this. And she gives him a yes. With a, with a band playing so as well, which I thought was a bit awkward. After like, oh, yeah. after like three minutes of them discussing about Rose's illness, they're still playing. And goes, oh, oh, actually, yeah, can you just go away for a minute, please? It's basically the cantina band, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's yeah. It's a and nice family. What's well, the Family Guy joke where he's like, "Play that same song." <laughs> yeah. It's it's yeah. It's quite a nice scene actually. I mean, I don't even know if that is an actual view of Niagara Falls, but uh, it looks more convincing than the. Um... Hey, we know all the shots of Australia <laughs> from previous podcasts. <laughs> Remember, everything is in the same vicinity. <laughs> yeah, it's not as bad as the uh, the, the green screen of uh, the uh, Sydney Opera House in season <laughs> one. Um, but yeah, it's. Nice to have a different location for a change and not fucking Australia. Sorry, I do like Australia, but I'm sick of Sydney Opera House at this point. <laughs> Same. Okay. Um, so they're on the honeymoon, of which they go to Australia. So I guess this puts you in the position as to, you know, why they're in Australia. Mm-hmm. And they come to see the faith healer. Now, he's got an additional name of here, and I don't know if I've... Sp- pronouncing this right so as john's already said he's called isaac but it's isaac of aluru yes that's according yeah, Ezrock, basically that's the other name for Ezrock. Ezrock, yeah. i think and i'm assuming that's in australia it is indeed i didn't mean to do that kind oh, of okay, crack australian okay. accent um hang on <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh yeah aluru yeah is also known as Ezrock. just checked it yeah okay so is that just like I don't know, a rock it's formation a form- in Australia? Yeah, it's or? a rock formation uh, in the Northern Territory, it says here. Southwest of okay. Alice Springs, which is a, oh, okay. a big town. Okay. Right. Thank you. So he he is Isaac of that place. <laughs> <laughs> According to this, my notes. Um, I think um, Rose was kind of side tracked by this um because she didn't know that that's where they were coming she gets angry and she's she's already made a peace with the fact that she's going to die eventually mm-hmm. but bernard persuades her 
or he succeeds in persuading her to talk to him. Um, yeah, she says she's I made think peace he starts... of her predicament, but he hasn't. Yeah. He explicitly says, oh, I've not made peace of it, so he wants to do something about it. It's a bit selfish. Yeah, which kind of blends in with the on-island events. Um, he's, it yeah, does. He's kind of adamant that he tries, which is quite a noble gesture, but, I mean, faith healer? I mean, I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, there's weirder things on Lost. I was going to say, yeah, it's not the <laughs> oddest thing in the show in terms of like you're suspending your disbelief. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, yeah, Bernard succeeds in getting her to speak to him, uh, getting her to speak to him. Sorry, um, and he states that the something about his office is on top of a place of great energy. Again, suspense of disbelief. Suspense of disbelief, yes. Um, He says he's going to attempt to harness that energy (laughs) so that he can give it to others. Um, I'm not going to say I was laughing, but, you know, like you say, it's a bit like, oh, God, faithful, whatever. (laughs) It's just a scam to me. Anyway, if you believe in that, I'm not having to go. Sorry. (laughs) Um, However, he says he's unable to help her because... I think he says the energy in Australia is not the right kind for her. <laughs> <laughs> so that that supports my scam theory. Yeah, I was here. thinking the you've same come thing. All, yeah. <laughs> you've come all this way, and it's like, yes, I've got all the energy in the world to heal you. I cannot do any wrong. Oh wait, it's the wrong. It's not the right. It's the energy. wrong one today. <laughs> <laughs> come back in a few weeks. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he, but he does. To be fair, he offers to return Bernardi's money. Mm. You know, he's not like taking him out of any, uh, taking money out of his pocket. Yeah. But Rose says to keep it, saying, Bernard, uh, tell it. Wait, I'm getting me notes mixed up here. She says uh, she'll tell Bernard that Isaac fixed her so that he would stop trying to save her. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. she's obviously a very just pissed off for his constant efforts to try and save her. Yeah. <laughs> was it didn't, didn't they say it was like ten grand or something? Did I get yeah. that up? Yeah, yeah. ten thousand dollars. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't be telling them to keep it. I mean <laughs> well, give it up my... I wouldn't have gone. Well, yeah, that, that too. <laughs> I I it would have been interesting if Bernard said, Oh, like this is like my this is like my, my last of my savings. This is like <laughs> my retirement money. My dentist retirement money, it's all gone on, on like the big like boathouse that I got for us. So mm. I've only got this left. <laughs> oh shit! Uh, oh, I can ask for it again. So <laughs> we're stuck here now for a few weeks. I can't. T- I can't. I can't promise when the energy might come back—the <laughs> right energy. But try again tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> did he not say? Oh, like, did he not say it's not the right place? Did he mean to imply there's a different energy? Oh no, he does. He does imply that there's a different energy elsewhere which will help her. I think that's what he implies. Yeah. So obviously, you've got the implication that he. I guess again suspending disbelief in a way, but he he might actually, in some cosmic way, understand that the island is waiting for her. I guess we ha- we get a lot of that in these uh, previous life flashbacks of the characters. You know, there's always someone who seems to it, the show seems to imply, you know, whether directly, indirectly, consciously or not, know that the island is up and coming for certain characters. Yeah. Um, so I guess this is this is this version of it for Rose and Bernard. This isn't the same guy who was the medium for Claire before she had the baby. When she went to see no, him. no, he was like a was no, he like no, a no. medium, wasn't he, or something? Yeah, he was. Um, yeah, what was it? Yeah, he was a medium. He was like a psychic or something. Because she went to see him about the 
about the baby before it was born. And he shows up again in another episode quite soon. Um, yeah, he does, yeah. Yeah. So I got, I got them confused. Of these weirdos. Because <laughs> uh, I, I got confused again um, just before this episode. I was like, hang on. Is this the same guy? Um, but no, this is, yeah, I should say, this is, this is another sort of quack somewhere else. <laughs> quack i wasn't gonna go that far but i like it yeah all these weird quacks in australia all the bloody psychic faith healers who need to you need to go back to you know wherever you came from to get the right energy i don't know um and then the final bit of the flashback is they're in the airport uh as we've seen a thousand times already uh, but from their point of view uh rose drops her pills while they're waiting for the call to the air um to the plane and lock who still in his wheelchair returns them to her which i thought was quite a nice moment yeah so it's quite nice um because of how it's it's intercut with the on island stuff at the end of the episode um, yeah but yeah but we'll, we'll discuss that when we get that part but yeah um, we'll discuss that so yeah the flashbacks really we may have i've i've that is really it. Yeah, I can't say I've glossed over it because that really is the, the <laughs> is. potatoes of the flashbacks. Yeah, you know, pretty, they mean much, yeah. they get married. It takes to a faith healer. <laughs> There's no in between. Really. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's a very and, um, um, it's a very season one flashback. Um, yes. Yeah. Obviously, because it, it, it all leads up to when they get on the plane. But it's also, unless I'm mistaken, it's the, the only flashback episode that they get. Um, so they kind of have to cram it all into. The, this one episode it's mm. like this is the only one you're getting so you know we're telling your whole story in 45 minutes but they are glorified I'm guest sure. stars aren't they pretty much for the for the whole series aren't they they don't oh yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. i don't think they're ever main cast no. members no but yeah and i think you're right i think i can't think of another episode that's theirs yeah. so this is for all intents and purposes their only one okay so on the beach we will go to the beach. So, uh, Rose and Bernard are seen arguing about... So, we've had the recent arrival of the Dharma food drop, uh, which is obviously a mystery that we're still not sure about at this point, anyway. And they're bickering over this. Um, because, Bernard... Yeah, the, the, sorry, go I'll on. say, yeah, they've got the, 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 the roses store in the cans and... Bernard is kind of... I don't call him Bernard. It's Bernard. Okay, but it's for Bernard. It right, is. it's Bernard. Um, and Bernard is kind of like... Uh, no, sorry, Rose is lampasting him for putting like a tin of carrots in the wrong place or something, or like a tin of cereal, and it's it, it's quite funny because uh, like after this point, we, we kind of understand, you know, Rose's mentality, Rose's kind of like, um, mindset with what, what she's doing, but... At that time, it's quite funny because we haven't had anything like this on the show where it's just like a couple having a little squabble. It's quite <laughs> kind of yeah. oddly refreshing in a way. So, yeah. And he kind of posits that everyone's given up on being rescued because, yeah, the example being that Rose is doing what you would normally do back home. Yeah. You know, put the shopping away kind exactly, of thing. Yeah. You know, everyone's, <laughs> everyone seems to have relaxed into a, a routine on the island and he's just like, have we given up? Um, okay, we'll jump between a few characters here now. So, Jack approaches Sawyer and Kate about his plan for a prisoner exchange. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Jack 
as always, invites Kate to accompany him into the jungle, and as always, she agrees to come along. Here comes Dr. Giggles, what Soy says, which I thought was a brilliant line. <laughs> oh, fantastic line. I'm glad you picked up on that. Soy's, Soy's, um, uh, he's uh, name calling. It's more funny in this season, I think. It's not as offensive as it was last year, or last season. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree. And again, we we said I think we said at the time it was like a, obviously a time and a place, and yeah, that's how it was written. <laughs> but yeah, I'm trying to think. He, he, yeah, whoever writes his one liners are fantastic. Yeah, they're really good. Um, right, I'm just trying to think if I've got anything else for those characters. I I haven't just yet. Not in right. Okay, so yeah, they're looking at the prisoner exchange. <laughs> of what we know to be Henry. Um, meanwhile, Bernard, back to Bernard, sorry, he enlists Hurley's help to uh, get all the survivors together for a, a meeting and he he admonishes the others for losing the will to be rescued, basically. Yeah. He says, you know, the supply plane must have dropped, something must have dropped the rations, so why don't we create an SOS? Hence, the title um rose shoots down the plan uh saying it gives the others false hope mm-hmm. um and then he recruits charlie because charlie's not really done anything <laughs> um and mr echo because to be fair he's not really done anything either for a while um <laughs> to help build this sos sign but they're too busy building a church. <laughs> yeah, it's like everyone's doing stuff. <laughs> it's like, and yeah, and just pissing him off. Yeah, I love. But I was kind of like the audience in in this episode, isn't he? He's like, okay, why are you doing to get off the island? Because yeah. we've spent like nearly twenty episodes now, and you've just kind of like forgotten about the, the fact that you're on a desert island and you're and you're lost and you have no means of rescue. Yeah, so it's kind. Of, it's it's quite it's quite funny in that in that regard. It is like it, his his um, increasing exasperation was quite funny because like the whole like he's right uh, I mean he's he's one hundred percent in the right um, yeah. as far as I'm concerned it's like the 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 one thing I kept coming back to um, it's it's that meme of uh, oh, I've forgotten his name now uh, Hannibal Buress where he's like why are you doing me I'm right um, <laughs> yeah because you know, yeah, every, everything he's doing and everything he's saying is is Bang on! It's very funny with that, that that church scene. Charlie just really matter of factly says, "Yeah, oh yeah, we're building the church," and you can just see it in the space. He's like, what? "He's just like, what? We're Why? stranded on a desert island, and you're Why? building a church." Yeah, it's it's just very funny. Um, like up until the, the last few minutes. Sorry, go ahead. I was, sorry, I was about to say he says to Echo that he preferred it when he used to hit people with a stick. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah but everyone's just so cavalier aren't they apart from bernard everyone's just chilling basically yeah they've all got the jobs they've all got what they're enjoying they're all having a good time of it or seemingly having a good time of it and he's just there like am i going inside <laughs> yeah. even, even the extras don't want to help him either they just like they just like kind of back off after long <laughs> yeah yeah we're just extras we get to sunbathe all the time <laughs> we don't do anything <laughs> So yeah, he um, he finds another group, um, and he comes up with a plan, another plan of to you know bring rocks for the SOS. Hurley and Jin um, 
in a, you know one of the good little double acts of the show i guess uh express the skepticism behind the planning skills so again everyone's just like why are you doing this yeah dragging <laughs> rocks through for like um, a lava a lava pit in the jungle or something and they have to go and like yeah um i think it says like two mountains he suggests and they're like it's like a mile away and everyone's kind of looking at each other it's like this is going to take ages like come on can we just go back to building the church and having like uh, little fish suppers on yeah. the beach because <laughs> we can not work out at the moment yeah we can't complain <laughs> Uh, and he still encounters more apathy when obviously he tries to enlist Sawyer's help because <laughs> Sawyer's Sawyer. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he reveals to Rose that his group, he's only got four people in his group that are willing to help him in any way. Um, and this leads to them arguing even more with Rose suggesting that his managing skills aren't up to par. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> he's a dentist, not a, not a leader. Because yeah, yeah, um, I I'm sorry. I I just have to interject at this point as well. When she said this, for some reason, I just went straight to the episode of Friends where Phoebe's giving birth to twins and he's the doctor. <laughs> yeah. And all I could see, and all I can see is him talking about the Fonz all the time, <laughs> yeah. and how much he knows about Happy Days. <laughs> I can't look at him any different. It's it's very off putting. Anyway. Back to the drawing board. <laughs> Bernard and Jin engage in an argument over the placement of the rocks. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, yeah. Jin, Jin, <laughs> Jin being Jin, you know, at this point, he's still not massive with the English. So it's just a lot of shouting and <laughs> telling him why he's wrong, but in Korean. Um, That's the thing. We can tell. Even though we don't know what he's saying, we can still tell that he's basically contesting his... his uh, his plan like it's not going to work basically is what he's yeah. trying to say um yeah I, yeah even in a foreign language he understands that it's not going to work and bernard feels even smaller yeah, yeah. uh Jin walks away he looks really like fatigued from all the le- what they consider to be pointless labor <laughs> um um Jin just kind of apologizes to Bernard, when he kind of calls out, he says he just wants to get Rose home, and Jin's like, "I'm sorry, but I'm walking," yeah. and he does. Yeah, so it's all just falling apart on Bernard. Um, so Rose explains Bernard's plan to Locke, and Locke is a bit more sympathetic about things. He explains that he's done with the hatch, which we know is not true, but. <laughs> Lock bollocks. Oh yeah. Um, even Rose is a bit skeptical about it. Is he done so much as he he doesn't want to? He's decided he, he he's a bit because earlier on in in the uh, I think it's earlier on in the episode we see Lock in the hatch and uh, obviously we'll get to the hatch bit but um, Anna Lucia and Jack are talking and the the alarm goes off and John doesn't want to. He's kind of he's busy with the with the map drawing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I think we'd say at this point, he, with everything that's happened with Henry, and obviously the lockdown episode, um, I guess he's indifferent to it. Again, his faith. Well, his faith's been shattered a little bit. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's very much a repeat, not a repeat, but a very. You could do parallel. It's very much parallel to, like the arc he had in the first season towards the end where he lost a lot of faith in trying to get into 
the hatch mm-hmm. and then the light came on and it renewed his face. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um this is very similar I thought. Um it's kind of in a way like he's spitting the dummy out because it, it is very quick to say, Oh, sod this, I'm done with it. He's very <laughs> but we yeah. know for well he's yeah, you're right. Very irrational. Yeah, you, no, spot on. I was just thinking that he's very quick, like he he seems very like um uh like he's absolutely one hundred percent one hundred percent convinced of his belief of his faith in in this destiny thing and his, and what he's on the island for. But then it, at a drop of a hat, he'll just go, "Oh fuck it, I'm sick of it. <laughs> no, it's all gone wrong. Let's like, no, I'm gonna sit on the beach. I'm yeah. gonna call it off." He's quite yeah. yeah, very irrational in that in that in that sense. <laughs> Yeah, it would maybe make more sense for this episode to come after an episode that I think is maybe next week or, or the week after, um, where, well, I, again, I, I'm jumping ahead, but where his faith in the hatch and the computer and the numbers is really shattered. Um, yeah. Because they find that the monitor, the, can't even talk, the monitoring station, um, you know, that would have been maybe a more believable reason for him to be done with the hatch rather than oh, just yes, the lockdown the part. But yeah, yeah, the pearl, the pearl. Yeah, um, yeah, no, you're right. You know, maybe if they just shifted them about a wee bit, that might have helped. Um, but yeah, as you say, now, at this point, it's like, yeah, he's just done with it because I guess Henry said he didn't push the button. That's what it took, yeah. Exactly. yeah. yeah. Which... And he, he even questions it, doesn't he? Like, it, like, when he told him initially, he was like, oh, you know, oh, you're lying, you know. But yeah. he instantly believes him in in a, like a weird way, without yeah. really debating about it. Yeah, seems a bit out of character. A tad, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Suspension of disbelief, lads. Well, yeah, we said yeah. it at the start. We said it at the start. But then, then the, they um, have this this uh, moment with Rose, um, which ties into that flashback from Avere, um, you know, where she yeah. sort of uh, reinvigorates his his belief in, in the powers of the island, let's say, because uh, she is, well, she doesn't outright say it here, but uh, she knows that there's something special about the island because obviously she saw him in the airport in the winter. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, very good, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Because, um, <coughs> yeah, she says something, you and I both know it's not going to take that long. Yeah. I think implying that, you know, his faith's going to come back, you know, he can walk again. She is better in herself, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, she's a believer too. Mm-hmm. She's just a more relaxed believer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she just gets on with it. Um, so, yeah. Whereas Locke just has to question everything <laughs> and piss everyone off. <laughs> um, so Bernard continues to work on the SOS alone, <laughs> Sorry. and Rose brings him some supper. Sorry, well, it's just, no. I'm just laughing that you're going through it, but he's still carrying on. Like, you know, he's <laughs> oh, bless him. Oh, he's not giving up. No. He's not giving up. <laughs> so Rose brings him some supper, which again, you know, it's quite a common thing at home. <laughs> some supper sometimes. I'm sure you guys do. Um, and offers him an apology for lying about being healed by Isaac of Uluru. Um, she says that never. She was nevertheless healed. Because after the crash, she couldn't feel the illness anymore mm-hmm. inside of her. Yeah. Implying that while she doesn't specifically know she's any better, she f- feels it in herself. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a big thing in this show, isn't it? You know, the power of belief. Yes. 
Very much yeah. so. Yeah. I I don't I I mean as a personally I I I hate that kind of thing where you feel something. Um, <laughs> it's kind of like your, your mm-hmm. brain telling you, um, and it can be very very dangerous. But in the context of the show, um, yeah, I mean it's it's, it's it's quite evident. I mean even in the case with Locke's case, you know we know full well that um, you know the island is has these powers or it, uh, inherent abilities somewhat to to heal people and to or make changes to people. So. Yeah, it's it's one of those. Di- it's a difficult thing for me because again, we call it saying suspension of disbelief, but because uh, I'm older, more like you know, curmudgeon and more cynical, I can't I can't kind of get on board of it as quickly as as I probably would have done like ten years ago. But mm. that's just me, I guess. Mm. No, I appreciate that, and I get I guess the resolution. Well, I say the resolution. The the last bit of this part of the island, anyway, is that you know she she explains kind of what a lot of certain characters have been feeling in that they feel in some way uh they've been healed by the island and therefore don't want to leave it because they fear you know you know can- my cancer will come back my legs won't work anymore i'm back in my wheelchair <clears throat> you know it's almost it's a new lease of life for her so why would she want to take that away yeah. from herself yeah and again in the context of, i'm a bit like you scott you're kind of a bit like in a normal conversation, perhaps you're a bit like, okay. But I guess in the context of the show and everything that it's doing, it, it's, it's quite powerful. Yeah. So upon this revelation, you know, Bernard says, right, we, it won't leave the island and I'm going to stop trying to get us rescued. Yeah. <laughs> That's quite noble of Bernard not to, you know, he, he clearly just wants to take care of his wife and as long as she's happy, that's, that's it. That's all it is for him. He's happy. Yeah. yeah. It's quite nice. Absolutely. It is nice. Right. In the hatch. So we are, for, sorry for the listener here, we are, as always, kind of jumping between timelines within the episode. So I have already accidentally mentioned something about, obviously we've said John Locke spits the dummy out. Let's find out why. <laughs> so, in the hatch. <laughs> so John Locke is attempting to, as John has already said, uh, remember and draw all the writing that we saw in the lo- in episode uh, lockdown, which from memory I had a look again at the picture of it on Google. It's quite a lot of detail to remember, <laughs> just very quickly. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of squiggly lines, a lot of you know notes and stuff like that. So as as I've written here, to no avail. <laughs> um, um, Jack enters the armory to change Henry Gale's bandages and to interrogate him some more. Um, and Jack again I've accidentally already kind of mentioned something about this but Jack is planning to cross the line of the others where our friend Tom Friendly told them not to Mm -hmm. earlier in the season uh, and tell them that they've got Henry as a captive Yeah. and then suggests that they use Henry as as a trade off for Walt but Henry very sinisterly says you'll never get Walt or you'll, they'll never give you one. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But it's it's scared me a little bit. Just, just his voice. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. No. It, Henry or Ben and Henry are, are is great. Uh, but this is sort of Jack in his crazed mode again. Uh, you know, just just mm-hmm. bug eyed and just 
<laughs> really, like really, just Jack Shepard gif. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. Um, because yeah, this, this is the, his plan. Um, what what has what has triggered the, the the plan? Was it last week we found out that Henry wasn't Henry, or the week before? Maybe we found yeah. out Henry wasn't. Henry. Oh, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, it's in it's in it's in the last couple of episodes where it's more or less the the jigs up. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I guess we're at the point now where we don't know whether or not he because it's Henry or slash Ben, mm-hmm. you you don't really know whether he meant to be found out because we know what he's like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jack's not even so kind of wondering about at this point. He's just like, right, well, we've got you and they've got Walt, so yeah. they're gonna want you back. I. I think on this rewatch, I'm definitely of the opinion that no, I, I'm under no illusion at any point that Henry, Henry is always in control, yes. no matter Without what. At this point, yeah. Um, and that, and you know, Jack, you know, he is the noble Superman, as we've said, but he does, he's a bit Billy Big Bollocks as well. <laughs> he does jump ahead. He does think he can do everything, as we've already established. He does think, and whilst a noble thing to try and save the kid, you know. Henry slash Ben, you know, he's always in control. He do, he's does, he knows exactly what he's doing, and he's clearly having a blast doing it. <laughs> it does, so, it does make sense for Jack to be at this point in terms of like, like John said, he's like a bit more bug-eyed, a bit more um, quick off the mark because he said mm-hmm. Boone's death, Shannon got killed by Anne Lucia with a, with a, with a shotty. Uh, you know, it, it, <laughs> he doesn't want any more people to die on his watch. Um, saw, Sawyer yeah. nearly died, didn't he? Of the, he had the shot in the shoulder, so it's kind of like. And he's continue, and he's continuing to tangle with Locke. Exactly, as well. the Locke things just make it, just heightening it, making it even more unbearable. So um, Ben is, he clearly knows all this shit, so he's using it to his advantage. So he's manipulating exactly. John in like a subtle, methodical way, but Jack, it's, it's kind of just outright, just like. Um, just goading him, having having fun yeah, with him. Yeah, yeah, he's having some fun. Well, Ana Lucia, Ana Lucia Cortez, offers to accompany Jack in his attempt to negotiate with the others. Um, and I think she gives him a gun and says, "Take someone with him." And that's where he comes to Kate and says, "Do you want to come with me?" Blah blah blah. They say yes, so they're off into the jungle together. Um. Uh, so this is one of again, I think going forward in this podcast we're going to just sing the praises of Michael Emerson forevermore <laughs> because he's a legend. But Locke tries to speak to Henry through the armory door, asking him whether or not because this is where his face completely shattered, as we've said. <laughs> so he's asking him whether or not the numbers were entered into the computer, and he just doesn't respond. But from inside the armory, you just see him smirking. <laughs> That's very and good. Like, oh my, oh my god! It's, it's brilliant. Like he. he it is, but even then, even in that moment, you're like, it's it's so well played because deep down you know he didn't do it, but at the same time you're like, uh, sorry, you do know he put the numbers in, sorry, but deep down as well you're like, did he? Yeah. <laughs> it's just so he he plays it so well. He, he reminds me that look on his face reminds me of like uh, in Return of the Jedi when the Emperor says everything is proceeding as I have foreseen. <laughs> it's like it's just a really great evil grin he's got. It's very good. Yeah, it's it's one of those you know it could very easily have gone in not in almost into parody I guess like you you know, but it's the right amount of villainy almost. Yeah. He, he he judged it really well, and again, he's having fun with 
Jack, but he's definitely having fun with Locke. <laughs> and like you say, it's in a more subtle way, but it's the I think he's getting to Locke more than Jack. Definitely. Locke is more on edge at this point in terms of like his mental stability. Like he's it's like his whole life's crashing down around him basically because of this fucking button. Yeah. yeah. But as a result, he doesn't respond. He has a little smirk to himself. <laughs> so, yeah, as as I've said, and we're now kind of syncing up a little bit. Jack and Kay are trekking through the jungle. Um and Kay <laughs> Kay who is forever, you know, looking around i guess and just not on point she notices a doll on the ground reaches to pick it up jack's like no don't do that kate picks up the doll and they both get ensnared in a net he does he but kate <laughs> she's just so distracted all the time speaking I mean, speaking of return of the jedi it's like uh chewbacca chewbacca just Picking up the thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, it is. It's Chewbacca. And they're all stuck in it. And Han's like, you big oaf, what are you doing? <laughs> and Chewie's like, I don't care. What does he say? Something like, I don't care if you like the look of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Chewie, my all time favourite character. I love him so. I love him dearly. He's tattooed on me forever. I love him. Um, uh, so they determine that the trap is one of uh, Danielle. Daniels, um, I think due to like it, a lower level of sophistication <laughs> um, is is what they kind of um, imply, and they attempt to free themselves. Uh, Jack, uh, Kate manages to get the gun from Jack, and tried to shoot, tried to shoot the rope, which Jack does. Oh yeah, that was a nice little scene. I like that. Yeah, I did too actually. Yeah, good. Uh, Kate misses, doesn't she? But Jack is the one to get it. Is that what happens? Yeah. I think, yeah, Jack succeeds, yeah. Because yeah. it's Matthew Matthew Fox. He's a bad <laughs> Why does Kate, what, um, does Kate say she's a, she says she's a better shot because she's to go hunting or something with her dad? Yeah. And then she yeah. still misses. How embarrassing. <laughs> it is. But I guess she's got the whole suspension in the air thing and Jack must have dug deep into his Jedi powers so <laughs> Okay. <laughs> to find the well, surgeon, to find the will to do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Remind me of? Oh my god! Uh, it's kind of a Leslie Nielsen thing in airplane. Like I'm a doctor. <laughs> or maybe when uh, Jim Carrey in Dumb and Dumber says, "It's okay, I'm a limo oh, driver." Yes, <laughs> that is one of the best lines in film ever. <laughs> I yeah, it's okay. I'm a limo driver. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, very good. Um, so they're now free, continuing to march through the jungle through a heavy rain. Um, yep. Oh, what do we th- pathetic fallacy? We know what that means. <laughs> yeah. Bad going to happen. Um, Jack asks Kate to explain a really a comment about the lack of sophistication in the net. This is why I wrote it yes. down. And she tells me about her expedition with Claire to the other hatch. So this is jumping back. I want to say at least a handful of episodes to when we find out where Claire went with Ethan during that two weeks, I want to say. Yeah. The maternity leave episode, that's right. So, uh, Jack finds out about that now. So, they now arrive at the place where this standoff was with Tom Friendly in the hunting party episode. And he calls out into the jungle, challenging them to show themselves, like, this is just total baller move if I'm being honest like who <laughs> does that apart from apart from Jack <laughs> yeah just well, it's, quite it's like a, 
It was. It's like Russell Crowe in Gladiator. Considering he was the one who's come face to face with these guys and they made them give up their guns. If it was someone else who had never met them before, I kind of understand. But Jack knows firsthand what these, how many there are, or how many there could be, and that mm. they're probably going to be and what they're capable exactly. of. And he's like, "No, fuck that! Let's just shout at them, call them out." <laughs> <laughs> and he gets, re- he gets, like you say, he's more on edge and more on edge as he keeps calling for them, but no one's responding. So they're either there and just like, "Shut up, Jack!" Or they're just literally not there. <laughs> but. Yeah, I thought it was quite funny. I just had Russell Crowe in my mind in Gladiator when, <laughs> when he was doing it. We have the crazy camera <laughs> panning around <laughs> yeah. shot, yeah. which is very good. Yeah. It's a very good shot, I agree. Um, oh, you know what I, then, sorry, sorry, you know what I discovered this week no, um, about Lost? And it was only because it came up on my uh, YouTube recommendations that there were the, the outtakes, the gag reels from Lost. Um, so yes. anytime they were running through the jungle like they were just standing still and they had the camera in front of them and the camera shook and they sort of ran on the spot what yeah yeah, I it yeah. Was, it's so weird that, it's yeah. so strange like obviously if, obviously if there's a there's a wide a wider shot they are running but if it's just like a close-up it's just like the camera right in their face mm. the camera's shaking the rain's coming down and they're just like running <laughs> yeah. on a treadmill sort of yeah. thing it's so weird <laughs> No, I'm pr- I'm pretty sure as well. I was I was just going to say as well. The certain scenes I can't remember. I think it's later on in the show where they actually had to do some like you know pick up shots in their studio setting, <laughs> and they actually had them on a on a treadmill. You know, kind of yeah. with a, not a green screen background, but like a studio background where they were running through and they're just on a treadmill. <laughs> oh, nice. It was just uh, yeah. It was really weird because it was an I take. I think it was um, it was Charlie um, because the, they called cut and he just sort of stopped and started doing like like a wee jig to say that it was very funny uh, like, oh, you just stood still that's so strange but don't you think that's the power of film and tv you didn't know until yeah now. yeah and like it's those, those scenes are really really good i think it was i think it was mostly the ones from the pilot um when they're running away from the smoke monster for the first time um you know the, yeah but i guess like how else are you going to get that shot in a close-up if you are actually running that's a know, good point. That's actually, a good point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even if you had like a handheld thing, or if you had it attached around your waist, and you were running along with the actor, yeah. your coverage your coverage is probably going to be very limited. You know what they do now? Actually, so, they, they have that like the rig where it's like attached to the actor and the cameras in front of them. Yeah, yes. uh, it's like yes. it gives you like the, the fisheye lens thing almost. The fisheye lens. I'd imagine as well even though they could have probably done it with like is it a dot not a dolly you know basically they put the track out yeah yeah, yeah. And run along with them i'm sure they do that a couple of times in the show but for the purpose of a you know a close-up i don't think it would have worked mm. so yeah it's, cl- it's a clever technique yeah. that's movie making magic absolutely <laughs> um so we're getting towards the end now so they don't respond the others so back in the jungle, Kate apologizes for kissing Jack. Ugh, here we when go. Was that? Um, oh, it was ages ago. <laughs> was it ages when ago? Was... Have I written it? When did they kiss? Was it season uh, one they kissed? Something like that, yeah. Sorry, I thought you meant within the episode. I've got it mixed up. Oh, did they? Wrong, if it came I don't in, know, did they kiss in the net? There's, a, there's some. There's some. I don't know. Did they? There was some. Um, there's a bit of like you know touchy feely, but obviously that was because she was trying to get the gun. But when they kissed each mm. other, was that? Oh, it was when she ran off. She ran off afterwards, didn't she? That's, that right. That's right. I think it was this season. 
Yeah. Oh, it was it was it was the uh, the Kate Source episode. Yes. Oh God. Right. <laughs> Leave it at that. I don't want to talk about the episode again. <laughs> oh no. The meta horse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the meta <laughs> I liked your oh, I liked your oh no then oh no <laughs> but Jack Jack says I'm not sorry about that moment of course he would come here yo you know. <laughs> yeah come here love um, and then oh big twist man comes stumbling out of the jungle carrying the torch is it another is it someone we know it's the latter <laughs> falls to the ground turned over and it's Michael and there's your cut to black lost end of episode it's a good one because he's he's been gone for maybe what half a dozen episodes now feels feels longer than that even yeah I was going to say he ran because didn't he end up stealing some guns if I remember yes yes oh and he says I've got to go find my boy let me have a look (laughs) see when he's before now when was his last appearance and then next week is the big one. Oh, of course, because he was getting the messages on the computer, wasn't he? Yes, it? that was. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How long ago was that? At least six, seven episodes before. That was a. Yeah. Huh. I mean, I, hold on. Let me have a look. I'm trying to find it. When does? I mean, they make their reappearances count, don't they? Because obviously, we don't see. Okay. Okay. Sorry. I think. I think his last episode up until now was the hunting party, which was episode eleven. Ah, that was one on our miss list. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's the last time he's mentioned up until now because he, yeah, he he leaves them in search of Walt. Okay. Wow. So, would you say seven episodes? Uh, This is episode nineteen, so it's eight. Episodes, like that's 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 a third of a season. You know, if you're watching this weekly, that's two yeah. months. That's it. That's like two months of not seeing him. And that's... even then, you know, it's the end of this episode. It's not any of the episode. It's like the the twist. You're not yeah. going to see him again until next week. Yeah, oh, this is when TV was good. normal and not all landing the same day. Because and... <laughs> <laughs> it would have been so ineffective. A water cooler moment. Yeah, it would have been so ineffective to have. Michael in episode 11 pissing off and then literally seven or eight hours later on you see him again it doesn't have the same effect it's yeah no no and I think we've said that you know from on this podcast a few times from our personal experiences like this was a a fantastic example of the water cooler effect yes oh yeah 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 Uh, like going to school college whatever it was you know you just like did you watch Lost last night or last week or whatever and you just spent the week theorising about it yeah you know, so I mean, in the context of the show, I guess he's been gone a couple of weeks. I've lost track of the days, th- the chronology. Yeah, I think you're right. <coughs> in well, I know they've had Henry for just over a week because Kate says that to, to Jack. She kind of lambasted yes. him for not telling her about um, Henry, and she says it's been like a week. Um, so yeah, I'd say it's got to be around a week to week and a half in the timeline of the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And um, so I will do a couple of uh, tr- uh, notes, uh, d- um, production notes. Um, so, as there are a couple. Uh, so, the initial plan for the series, as we know, I'm sure the listeners know, and I'm sure you two know, however, if you don't, 
Jack was actually going to die midway through the first episode. What? Um, did you not Jack, know this? Jack. 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 Was yeah. meant to die. Not not the baby in the Incredibles, but Jack. <laughs> yeah. No. So originally, get this. Originally, they were going to cast Michael Keaton, mm. i.e., Batman. Yeah. Um, and the whole point purpose was he's a big star compared to the rest of them. And by killing him off halfway through, it would shock everyone and be like, oh, okay. they mean business. Mm. Um, he turned that down because at the time, you know, TV wasn't in its golden age, as they call it now. Sure. And, you know, a lot of these big, big stars were like sod TV. Um, and then they kind of revamped the character to become the leader. Um, but the original plan was for him to die halfway through the pilot episode, which was obviously two parts. So at the end of part one of the pilot, he was going to be the one actually in the tree, not the pilot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was he was the one who was going to get ripped apart by Smokey. And Kate was going to emerge as the leader okay. and the main character of the show. Um, so when they quickly changed their minds, they created this new backstory. Um, and the original the original backstory that they had for her was that her husband went to the bathroom shortly before the plane split in midair. Mm-hmm. You see where I'm going with this. <laughs> and on island, she would remain adamant that he was alive. Well, they ended up using that for Rose. Right. And then they created Bernard. Oh, okay. So, right. yeah. That's how they start, That's how they kind of shuffled things around a little bit. Arguably for the better, because obviously we wouldn't have had Jack. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I like a bit misunderstood. I thought you meant Jack was going to die this episode. They plan to have him die this episode. Oh no no no! Through the the pilot episode. Oh okay. Oh okay. That that was like the series bible that they had. Abrams, Lindelof, you name it. They they said to shock people, we were going to do the whole thing of you think this is your main character, this is your protagonist. And he's dead. Right, okay. <laughs> and then I see what you mean when it correlates with this episode. They, yeah. they retooled yeah. to, to fit it with Rose and Bernard, basically. Yeah, because yeah, because in the initial plans, Kate's backstory was what would become Rose's. I see. So when they kept, when they kept Jack, they made up a new backstory for Kate. And then they just used the what they were going to have for her originally in Rose's place. Oh, very good. Yeah. Um... Another trivia, bit of trivia in production notes. So L. Scott Caldwell's husband was going through health issues during the shooting of the first season. Mm. And that was actually the inspiration for the flashbacks in this episode in SOS. Yeah, uh, yeah I had that as well. That's, that's, that's quite interesting. That, uh, it just is. seems quite... Uh, I wonder if it was something like the, the actress herself brought up. Is that, is that what, what you took from that? Maybe that she was her own idea, maybe, or... I would, Possibly. I would hope so because it seems a bit in bad taste if the if the right. Well, oh, yeah. You're sick because you because your husband in real life sick, so you could be sick <laughs> on the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, you'd like to think there was a bit of discussion I would, there. Yeah, I would think so. <laughs> um, the okay, uh, the couple's backstory was originally planned to be told during season three. Fuck. However. I know. However, during season two, they wanted to tell the story of one of the background characters of the show. Mm. Um, and as as we've kind of alluded to, went just in discussion, but Rose, as Rose and Bernard are arguably the most prominent of these characters, um, and at that point, fans were keen to see the backstory. They decided to focus upon those two, which makes sense. 
Um, and they're the last of the known uh, Islanders that have had a backstory, haven't they? It's just taken this long to get to yeah. it. But another season without mm-hmm. knowing the backstory. It's a shame because Rose has had some... This episode included, she has some great interactions with like main characters like Jack in season one and, and Locke and yeah. Locke in this one. Um, she's kind of... A, she is like a, I'd say she's a main character in terms of the... Um, the uh, the interaction with other characters she has an effect. Um, I agree. So, yeah. Um, and just the last one. So following the airing of this episode, El Scott Caldwell said that she didn't think Rose's healing had anything to do with the island, and stated that if she is cured, it's because she willed it herself. Take with that what you uh, will. Okay, <laughs> you're talking bollocks now. <laughs> <laughs> This does proper love bollocks <laughs> now. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, sorry. I've got one more. So actually, after SOS, after this episode, Rose does not appear again until midway through season three. Fuck. What about wow. Bernard? Does yeah. he not pop up again with his ripped trousers? I haven't got that written down <laughs> yet. Um, I think he might not appear actually until the same time. But this was, this was the writers said this was due to their other projects as a reason for their absence. Okay. I guess as guest stars, they don't have the same contractual obligations as the main cast, so... Yeah. Wow. Oh, well. There you go. Fair enough. That's your, there's a lot of trivia there. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's, so it's, next week. It's, it's a good episode. I mean, it is a sort of a filler episode, I guess. Like a filler flashback, but uh, I enjoyed most of the stuff that happened. Yeah, yeah. on rewatch, yeah, it's, I d- I don't it's a lot do- better than I remember it, actually. Yeah, I, d- I didn't dislike it at all, and think you've got some neat moments that set up definitely set up where we're going yes. especially next week uh which is episode 22 for the oh. road oh. Oh. what you say <laughs> i think uh, arguably one of the first examples of my tv watching life that genuinely blew my mind and shocked the hell out of yeah me. Um, especially the way the flashbacks went i thought it was it's i quite wanted to talk about obviously but it's very heartbreaking, and how the flashbacks end, and then yes. literally what happens afterwards on the island. It's quite, it's it's horrible. Yeah. Um, it taught it taught me to understand that no one is safe, <laughs> uh, and 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 I guess the aspect of kill your darlings or the the idea of kill your darlings, yeah. um, is much more interesting. Oh, um, the blankets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, Poor Hurley. It's, it's a cracker, but other than that. Um, thanks as always for listening uh, thanks to Scott and John for joining me as always it's been a good one and we are very very close to the end of season 2 now uh-huh. which I can't believe yes thank you so yes thank you thank you as always and speak next week bye